have shed innocent blood. What's blood for, if not for shedding? She just goes a little mad sometimes. You want to know what happens to an eyeball when it gets punctured? Look at me, Damien! It's all for you! If you hang up on me, you'll die just like your mother! And welcome to the Snakebite Horrorcast. I'm your host, Mark Goddard. And it is the week after Halloween. Well, kind of. But it's not even Halloween yet after recording this, so... We're coming from the past. I are, in a way. Weird. It's weird. So yes, I hope you guys enjoyed the Halloween episode. And yes, we are still here and haven't been cancelled because of our controversial opinions about Halloween. Um, we technically don't know that. Uh, well, technically don't. <laughs> we get at least one episode left. There you go. Yeah. Uh, as always... I'm joined by my co-hosts, uh, it's Niall Whitlock Hiya. and Marcus Wallace. Hello. So guys, yet again, another guest. And this time we have a comedian. So Marcus, you're uh, you're dismissed from this podcast. <laughs> Wait, so what? why am I here then? <laughs> because you're We don't here. know. <laughs> okay, so uh, our guest this week, she is a comedian. She is a D and I have a, a D and D improvised show, which used to be live uh, and then moved on to uh, being more uh, streamed. Uh, and but it will be live again one day. But I'm also kind of on maternity leave from that at the moment, anyway. <laughs> that is awesome. So, like, if you're doing a live show of that, yeah. how long does that last? Because I don't know a lot about D and D. But I know it's long. It is long. So um, a season for us will be um, three episodes, and each uh, episode is like 90 minutes. So a 45-minute half break, 45-minute half. Uh, and the guy, the, our dungeon master, specifically uh, makes campaigns that can be somewhat wrapped up in that time, unless we go on like a million side quests. I only understood a little bit of that. But... <laughs> That does sound shorter than I thought it was going to sound. So, yeah, that sounds all right. Yeah, we, we try and keep it short uh, to keep people's attention spans. So. All I was going to say is, uh, but uh, I mostly do stand-up. Um, but again, that seems to, uh, while, while there's a pandemic on, <laughs> to, you know, taking a bit of a back burner. But I just had a baby, so it's fine. Just, just raising mm. a baby at the moment, mostly. It's a good time to do that. Congratulations. I wish I had done that. I have logistical reasons why I haven't. And legal reasons. Can't forget them. Oh, yeah, and those. I should really finish my Um, introduction, (laughs) as you can hear. Our guest (laughs) this week is Alice Taylor Matthews. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. It was my favourite thing to talk about. And we all love love horror here as well. I know you're an Evil Dead enthusiast from your uh, your Twitter page. Uh, yes, guess... my son is called Ash. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, so big, big heart. Your Twitter um, header image is that from Feast? Or is that from yeah. Tremors? It's from Trem. It's from Tremors. It's from um, Tremors. it's yeah, yeah. It's um, uh, Valentine running away, uh, played by um, Kevin Bacon. Oh. I, I like his hair. His hair's good. 
So, yeah, again, welcome to the podcast. Um, every week we do short reviews that make no sense and are very unprofessional. Um, spoil away, by all means, we uh, we don't care. On oh, good. <laughs> yeah, we don't give a shit. <coughs> we never have and so never that. will. Yep. <laughs> so this week's... Um, yeah, so basically, you've already explained about your, uh, your TNT. You want to go any more in detail, by all means. Um, I can cut and paste. We can go from there, but... This is this is really, really I mean, baddie. This intro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm enjoying it. Um, I, I didn't have any expectations for the intro, but a thumbs up for the intro so far. Uh, yeah, I mean, I you know, because I'm on maternity leave at the moment, you know, I'm mostly just kind of uh, writing stuff um, and waiting for stuff to open again so that I can perform it. Um, but you know, if you want to kind of see what I'm doing, you can, people can follow me on Twitter. I joke quite a lot on there, and sometimes I, you know, write articles or do other things. So check me out there. Say hi. Come, come say hi. <laughs> so our first movie this week. We'll go straight into it. Um, first movie this week is. <laughs> so every week we get try and get Marcus to explain a film because he is really bad at explaining <laughs> movies so um, that's not our first film this week is Bavarian so Marcus please explain the plot of Bavarian for us I'm so Bradley excited Mark. about this because uh... it's going to be uh, an interesting <laughs> explanation so please go on right okay so Bavarian it's a very strange film uh, you get this uh, young couple uh, female is a school teacher and the uh, guy seems to be some sort of maintenance guy. I don't know. He doesn't seem like he really cares about what he does. He just seems like he wants to just have a laugh. Anyway, they're looking to buy a house together. So they go to an estate agent's uh, to see some really creepy man who... Uh, I, I don't know what it was, but they should have named him Stanley, not Martin. It just He looked like a Stanley. Anyway, uh, he uh, <laughs> smiled creepily and uh, was like, you need to move here. And they were like, right. And he's like, yeah. So, so come with me right now and you're going to move here and for some reason uh, the woman was like yep let's go the guy was like alright sure why not they enter this weird looking village there oh, almost looks like a uh, one of those towns that advertise uh, do, do you know what it actually reminds me of a propaganda town where they're like everything's perfectly laid out here look at this it's great so they get to this town mm. and uh, the guy's <laughs> like hey come inside uh, for some reason gives them champagne they're like uh, no thanks getting creeped out the guy then lets them look around and he leaves <laughs> they come out and they're like right where the hell did stanley go so they're looking around trying to find out where he's gone can't find where he's gone so they think do you know what fuck this we're gonna drive off so they drive away and they drive and they drive and, and imagine i'm repeating that about 17 times whatever and they uh can't get out. Says, basically they're in like the movie little... so yeah, that's it. That's the movie. No, uh, they're in a labyrinth. It's almost like they're just taking mushrooms and they cannot find their way out. Uh, so they end up just going back to the house, living there for a bit, uh, gets this weird mystery box given to them. Got some food in it. The food has no taste. It's a bit shit. Do you know what? That kind of links into COVID now, I think about it, because you can't get taste from that. Maybe it's just <laughs> Maybe they've had COVID. Who knows? <laughs> well, anyway, uh, <laughs> that's another blooper for the film. Very they uh, keep giving a... <clears throat> <laughs> COVID edition. Yeah, they um, they get what do you call it? They get a kid in a box, which is how they all arrive nowadays. I'm pretty sure Amazon and all that. Mm. Uh, Sounds like raise... the advert. Kid in the box. <laughs> <laughs> you ever had a? I mean, you never had. That's that? that's how my baby arrived. Just got a box, box one day. I've always wondered all... how they came. 
was it also <laughs> quite large where it looks like it was maybe six months years old when they were trying to make it look like a newborn? Mm. Uh, I mean, it was quite large and did a lot of damage, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> well, <laughs> no one <in> the <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, they get t- told to raise the kid who ends up, like, I thought at first the child had uh, learning difficulties, just the way it was acting. Uh, turns out it's just an alien thing uh, who is, oh, it's weird. You just have to see it. I can't explain it's that It's a small bit. child with a very adult voice. <laughs> yeah, who screams a lot, which, mm. not going to lie, that was my kid. He would not Maybe be getting his cornflakes. I'd be like, no. Yeah. Anyway, uh, kid ends up growing up to an adult and uh, they both die. After the man digs his own grave, quite literally. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that right? <laughs> uh, I think that's, I think that's the best I've done, actually. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I mean, it's it, one of the more coherent ones you've done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Done worse. I actually had the I actually had the wiki page here ready in case I started to you know sway a little bit, but I didn't need to go to it in the end. <laughs> also, I couldn't read that quickly and talk, so. Fair yeah, enough. I can't even issue that. So um, let's go. I, ha- I have a theory. Oh, sorry. No, 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 you, go. And that's fine, that's fine, that's fine. I, I hear the say, theory. I have a theory about why his name is Martin, if you want to hear it. Go for it. Oh, go on then. Uh, I feel like there is a bird motif in this movie, and mm. I think his name is Martin because I think Robin would have been too obvious uh, on the nose name, but there's House Martins, Purple Martins, um, there's a lot of birds called Martins. Uh, you know, San Martins. So I think it's a, a nod to the weird bird motif that's going on. Yeah, they did make a big cuckoo reference, didn't they? Yeah. Do you guys know much about cuckoos? Yeah. So the whole film was basically them putting the baby in a nest and having it raised by other people, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, so cuckoos are like one of the worst parents in the animal world. Um, mm. The females will lay their nest, lay their eggs in other um, birds nests and get them to raise them um, and then when uh, because cuckoos hatch quicker so they typically do it to um, breed uh, warblers uh, and cuckoos hatch much quicker than they their eggs so when they hatch they instinctively knock out the other eggs or the other chicks and then the poor reed warbler raises the cuckoo as its own until it's fully grown and then it realizes that it's been raising a child that's not its so what you're saying is this could have been a much darker film if they had already had a kid with them. <laughs> I mean, possibly. Yeah, but, that could have. Yeah, that could have changed the whole. But I think yeah. you know. So the the opening kind of title of this film, the first fifty seconds of this film, gives you the whole plot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but not not just in that you see it played out. You see the the little birds, but um, also the actors' names over the screen. Uh, I noticed watching it a second time round. So when we see um, Imogen Poot's name, we see a reed warbler, and then when we see um, Jesse Eisenberg's name, you see a bird being knocked out of the nest. And then when you see um, Jonathan—is it Jonathan? I, it is whatever his name is—the guy that plays Martin. Mm. You see him being fed by uh, the reed warbler. So it kind of lays out each of their individual roles within the film. Do you guys usually wow. deep? <laughs> no. Could usually we no. don't even know their names. <laughs> we had no edit. <laughs> wow. Um, and then when the title of Vivarium comes up, um, you see the fully grown cuckoo being fed by the reed warbler. So in the first 50 seconds of this movie, it tells you everything you really need to know about uh, what's going to happen, really. 
I could have saved an hour and a half of my time. <laughs> wow. You could have done, yeah. Just watch that first 50 seconds. Yeah. So wow. let's go with Alice first then. What are your thoughts on this movie? Um, so have you seen his short that he made? No. Um, so there's a short that came out in 2011 called Foxes, which is is basically this film, but 16 minutes. Mm. Um, has a lot of the same themes. Obviously, it's massively condensed. And then this is like the longer version of it. But at the end of watching this movie, I still feel like it's probably a short that's that's been extended a bit too much. Like yeah. I, there, there were things I really liked about it. I really liked Jesse Eisenberg and Emma Jim Poot's relationship. I felt they were a very believable couple. Um, mm. And there were some nice tender moments, and there were some fault moments, but it kind of kind of changed. It felt very real. But I did I did feel like uh, it's, it it didn't. I don't think he quite got what he wanted to say. And it's it's quite a long film to not really get to your point. Mm. Mm. Um, but I did, there were things I liked about it. Um, I thought it was creepy. Uh, and yeah, I thought the kind of the motif of birds was interesting. So you've obviously got the cookie stuff. You've got my theory about why he's named Martin. And then the kid is really creepy and annoying. And he's, um, he's, you know, they all wear black and white. And that's quite similar to the magpie. If you've ever heard of magpie's call, it sounds like a, sh- like a shriek. Mm. So, you know. Maybe the guy that made this just really loves birds. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Always a really big fan of Mormon dress code. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a bit of a weird hobby to have. <laughs> about you, Niall? Mm. Your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I think my main criticism... I quite liked it, but yeah, my main criticism of it was way too long for like... Mm just the faffing around bits and then at the end it was super condensed into all the bits that I have all the questions about Mm. like is there only one of those guys in the like shop thing or are they in different parallel universes or yeah it's just it was very weird it did feel like a festival film to me like now you've said that they did a short before it Mm, that was basically the same it makes a lot more sense Mm. Um, like this, this is a this is a I perfect Friday Fest movie. Mm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, it's, it is filmed like that. Yeah, I think what the themes of it are meant to be are about that kind of formulaic life that a lot of people lead, which is mm. you know meet somebody, move in, get married, have a kid, and a critique of that. But I don't think he makes any of those points. I don't think it really is a critique of that. I think well, he, he doesn't yeah. quite I, like. He doesn't really mine it enough for it to be satisfying in any way. Like, if you're looking at kind of suburban life and critiquing, there are more interesting films out there. Well, I feel he was just... What he did do very well was to make a lot of the film very stressful feeling. Yeah. Like, I found the whole middle bit of the film, like, when he was trying to kill the kid, I was just like, just let him kill the kid. Just kill the kid. (laughs) I found myself... Like feeling all the like stressed out, even though I hadn't been stuck in that house for well, that's actually a very long time that that happens. So um, sometimes male uh, male uh, reed warblers will try and kill the intruder. Actually, cuckoos are called brood parasites, which I think is a great name. Mm. Um, but the female usually is unsure because she can't risk killing it in case it is one of her own. 
So, you know, I think that's interesting, but I just don't know if that's a movie. <laughs> it's like an interesting, you know, National Geographic article. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I do think it was quite a creepy film, though. I was, but I think it's all in the acting, the creepiness of it. Yeah, and, and I, you know, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm sounding a bit harsh. Like, I did enjoy it, you know, like, I wasn't bored watching it and I thought it looked really nice and it was creepy and I, you know, I wasn't bored in the sense that I was trying to work out what was happening, hmm. um, you know, and I, I think I think in a sense you could read it as, like, this is a alien abduction movie that, hmm. the you know, that the Martins are observing the kind of the humans mimicking them learning their responses which is why the child is like you know mimicking their voices and replaying back bits of their argument back to them and stuff yeah um because he's learning how to be kind of normal but he's not normal because he doesn't get it um and their weird accelerated age thing uh and then <laughs> and then it's basically you know you're born you're raised your parents die and <laughs> that's it yeah, really sad. So, do cuckoos mimic other birds? Do you reckon? Is that a reference to that, or are they uh, talking no. about another bird, maybe like crows or something? Uh, no, I don't know if um, cuckoos mimic other birds. Their eggs—they make their eggs look similar to other birds' eggs, which is why they initially get undetected, and they—they're not detected when they're really young chicks. It's no. only when they start getting their feathers that the mother realizes she's got a, an intruder, a parasite. I'm finally doing the bird podcast I've always wanted to do. (laughs) (laughs) I never wanted to do a horror cast. This is my calling. I've decided. Marcus? This film was weird. It just... (laughs) The kid. That that child. Why? No, you don't cut up with that. Okay, first of all, right. I have a lot of things to complain about this film. The guy. What on earth was he doing? Digging a hole. Uh, yeah, but why it's was he killing? He can do. Yeah, yeah, he didn't have much else to do. But he's killing himself over it. Like you don't just dig a hole and think, "Oh, I'm killing myself by sleeping in this, you know, dusty, filled pit." I, you know, if anything, I'd be like, "Right, I'm gonna get some sleep, eat some food, so I can dig more," you know, rather than just literally kill himself. And then he found a body bag and was like, "Right, I'm not gonna tell anyone because that would be stupid, of course." And he's just gonna die. It's like, oh, just tell her. There was no communication in this film. Hated yeah, but then what would she have done? Not, I don't know, stayed there? I don't know. Yeah, the kid was find... big by then as well. Yeah, didn't he find the body bag, get out, and then, like, he, he basically he finds the body bag and, like, five minutes later he's dying. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think he really has time to tell her. That's fair. He just has time to say, I remember the first time we met, and then, and then you know, carks it. Kicks the bucket. Okay, well, how about this then? The entire time, they're always trying to get back into the house. Like, oh, come on, you got to help us out. But not one of them thought, hang on, we're in a massive neighbourhood and no one lives here. Let's just grab the shovel and break into a house. They could have yeah, just gotten in any Yeah, I did think that. What, but then... and move away from the kids? But they're yeah, being or... observed. I mean, the film is called Vivarium. It's, it's about observation. They're being monitored in, in a false environment. Like, they know where they are. It's like It's like Big Brother. Mm. Oh, that's creepy oh my god it literally <laughs> is big brother holy shit <laughs> yeah 
Any other problems, Marcus? Okay. <laughs> Do you know what? Let me get my list out. <laughs> no, that, that's pretty much the main thing, other than it being long. Uh, the kid was just annoying. His voice was like, I, I know they edited it, but it was just deep to the point where it just really ground on your nerves. And then as he got older, he just became literally a sociopath. It was like, huh, he, he will die. Anyway, right, here's a body bag. Cool. Right, you're next. <laughs> um, if you had to choose... If you had to choose between the kid in this movie and the kid in the Babadook, which one would you raise? Oh God, um, uh, the, this one, I think. Really, the one that's literally going to kill you? Oh, but the yeah, wait the, kid, the kid in the Babadook is screechy as anything. I know, but he's going to grow up. At least he'll grow up, and then you don't have to live with him. You can't leave kids at the park, can you? Is that like a rule? I mean, Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. oh, it's one of the top five. God's sake. I've never seen that. At least, least you can feed the kid to the Babadook. I mean, in... oh. yes, it's, a, it's, an intro- it's another movie about kind of parenthood and your life, and it's more about grief. But, you know, if, if you like horror movies about being a parent, it's certainly one of them. The Babadook gets slagged off a lot. <laughs> I, I like that the, anyway. I like that the Babadook has been um, kind of co opted as a kind of a queer icon. Is it? Yeah. What? Because <laughs> the kid had long hair. No, I don't know. But... <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, he's uh, a Babadook's hat. He's got style. I thought it was like a top yeah. hat. <laughs> yes, I'm looking at pictures of the top hat's like... gay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? what? Are they? <laughs> I, don't know. Oh, I don't know. No, but people know. I, I, I have a very you know, good gay friend who does like a nice top hat. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's I, a weird brag. Guys, guys I, don't, I don't think it's the top hat thing. Um, but if you're interested, there are many, many essays, excellent essays on the subject. So a nice way to spend an afternoon, maybe, reading about Yeah, people need to find a better use of their time. <laughs> I've looked at other than writing essays about why the Babadook's gay. <laughs> yeah, I looked up Google Images Babadook. First thing that comes up: how the Babadook became the LGBTQ icon we didn't know we needed. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's a whole it world that like... I didn't know about before. It looks more emo, if anything. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> oh, that was it's nice. Like... I didn't expect that. <laughs> So, yeah. basically, the Babadook and a screaming alienoid bird is related, and the Babadook is now supporting gay people, which is fine. Yeah, this all links perfectly. That sounds like a screenplay. We've gone really, we've gone really off. off yeah. Sorry, off I didn't mean to uh, derail us. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Just perfect. blown our minds. <laughs> That's fine. Wow. I wasn't... I wasn't sure how uh, well the brood parasite stuff would go over, so throw in a curveball. Did anyone else get? Did anyone else get confused about how this guy managed to set up an entire mine shaft system with just what he had in the back of his truck? He had a pickaxe. He was a digger man. No, because he's more... a gardener. A gardener. Did you watch this film, Marcus? <laughs> <laughs> how did they get there? Pants. It's almost like they had a car. What good that turned out to be, eh? <laughs> well, add music. <laughs> yeah, somehow. What do you need? True, actually. Mm. 
I like how they were all so surprised that they had. Yeah, that's not sorry. That's something stuck in my head all day now. <laughs> right, someone needs to explain to Alice the rating system. Well, basically, we work out whether we want to keep it or chuck it in the bin. We're nice like that. Yeah. That, uh, that's it, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Keep it or bin it. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't really have any strong opinions on this movie. I think it set out to do something and it didn't really do it. Uh, there's a short film. If you want to watch it, I'd probably bin it. <laughs> Fair play. <laughs> I just, you know, it's, it's. I was gonna say it's it's fine for a fir- it's fine for a first time watch, but I don't really see it as being one of those films that has a lot of like repeat viewing ability. Like, you know, I've seen the Evil Dead films multiple times, and I will continue to watch them multiple times over my lifetime. I watched this twice, and that's it for me. Twice is quite a lot to watch this film, though. I think. How about you know? Yeah, I think. It's, I quite enjoyed it. Um, we've seen a lot of stuff that's tried to be creepy on this mm. podcast, but haven't quite made me feel like they are. And it's did feel quite creepy, so I'll give it that. Um, but yeah, it was was a bit too long. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna be generous. Cool. And Marcus, the film was just strange. I don't think it was necessarily bad. I just. I, I'm not that much of a lover of birds. So, yeah, that's getting binned. Three days later. Yeah, Marcus. No, you're Mark. Mark, what did you think about the film? Well, no, thank you for asking. I <laughs> <laughs> never know, it's fine. Well, is it so bad to... um? Is it going to be such a bad thing to just quickly mention? Be like, oh, sorry, just had a couple of technical difficulties. Anyway, continue where we left off. and then blah, Just blah, go, blah. two days later. So, <laughs> yeah. Do it. So for those listening in continuity, um, we had some issues last time while we were recording. So um, Marcus messed up. Got, Marcus's internet <laughs> were cocked up. Um, it's Marcus's fault this time, not mine. Hooray. Um, too much so, fun, clearly. <laughs> enough of that. <laughs> Or like Chris Evans porn you'll be watching. Um, so, <laughs> our thoughts of the film. So, you guys will give your thoughts. Um, what film were we doing? <laughs> uh, Vivarium. That's yeah, a really that's good one. question. That is. We did Vivarium first, didn't we? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's what there it was. we go. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I really liked it. Um, it was a really slow burn, but the acting was amazing in this. I, I really loved the kind of the bits where he's digging in to the ground and you kind of want to know what he's finding and then you, you think he's going to try and maybe find I don't know like an underground base or something a little bit like having in the woods but kind of you get that more of her and she goes into that kind of weird alternate dimension which is a uh, very very trippy but brilliant addition to the movie so uh no I I really liked it um you want to kick that kid in the head which is you know <laughs> <laughs> At all ages, but I, I, yeah, with the, with the weird kind of adult voice coming from a child, it was it was, it was a weird one. But if a child keeps keeps woofing at you, yeah, kick it in the head. <laughs> Parenting, so yeah, is that sound um, advice? <laughs> as a father, yes, that is sound advice. <laughs> I'm worried. Um, so, right, do we do keep it and bin it again so we know roughly where we are? Yeah, although I can't oh, remember um, what ideas. <laughs> 
So, might be two versions of this. Professional. Uh, would you like to keep it or Bennett? Was that me? Um, I, I initially said Bennett, but I was thinking maybe I will keep it this time. <laughs> wow. Proper twist right there. Yeah. Just, just throwing it out there. Cool. <laughs> uh, no, keep it all wow. bit. <laughs> Are you allowed to have been in an edit? Well, if I kept it last time, I thought I'd been it. No, <laughs> no, it's staying. It's pretty good. I will keep it. Cool. Uh, Marcus, keep it all in it. You know, now you've uh, explained your side. I am leaning more towards the keeping it side, but I- I'm still going to stick with a bit again. I really don't think I'm going to oh. watch it again. It's wow. a bit. There you go. Uh, it's just it's just long. I just I hated how there was such a lack of uh, something at the end. They like, it made sense definitely, um, and it was very like halfway through the film, you could just see straight away what was going to happen or a, a rough idea. But it's like the whole thing. I was really hoping he'd find something, even if it was he dug down into something and then yeah. fell from the I sky back to where he was again or something. Yeah. I mean, he found a body. True. I didn't realise it was a body bag at first. I had to go back and confirm it. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's a dead <laughs> it's a, body. It's a little bit like <laughs> Stand By Me, but with another dead body. <laughs> <laughs> the song? What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, in the fact that they saw a dead body. Is that, is that the like barometer yeah. for, you know, this film's like this film because this film also has a dead body. It's just yeah. as like it. It's funny it's like it. the thick. So yeah, I did a lot. Yeah, that's what I did, didn't it? It's funny you say that. The Walking Dead what? has dead bodies as well, I think. <sighs> yeah. Mm. Same yeah, film. That, that's it's the exact same. So, guys. <laughs> wow. So, uh, what have you guys been watching this week? Who wants to. Um, Nigel, want to start? Or. Got him. Yeah, I'll start. So, about two years ago, I watched mm. the first series of Westworld. And it was really good. And I was like, oh, I'll totally watch the second series. And then I could just completely forgot about it. And I just got around to it this week. So I've started watching Westworld Series 2. Has anybody seen Westworld? Uh, I saw the first series, but I wasn't really interested in watching anymore. I thought it was quite a good standalone series. So so you got to the end? (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, I got to the end. I thought it was great. But I think like a lot of American, particularly American TV shows, they have a really great concept, a high concept for like a season and then it's popular so they go and we'll just do more and it, yeah. I always find that it never works but as a standalone series I think it's excellent I, I yeah it is brilliant but I think it just didn't quite answer it for me it's got mm. that sort of lost factor you know when the first series are lost when you just sort of why would to find keep watching. as well yeah I I'm halfway through this new series and I think I actually like it a little yeah. bit more than the first series mm. oh because the characters have mm. all got their own agendas now, but they differ from the other sort of NPCs in mm. the park. So they're now they're not they had they don't have the same cause. They they've all like split off into different groups, and it's it's quite interesting to watch. Because I I don't really know where they're going with it. Yet. Did you did you watch the movie when you were younger, or have you seen the movie? I haven't actually watched the original film. Oh, I, I like the original. It's it's great. I I I was worried because when I started watching the series, I didn't know how like full on it was based off it. 
So mm. I was too worried to watch the film just in case it ruined it. Well, maybe after the second series, go back and watch it, and, and then you can you know compare all the yeah. mediums of it. I've heard good things about the film though. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I did like I do like the film. It's kind of bonkers in that brilliant way that films used to be a bit bonkers and they're a bit you know sanitized now. Yeah. Is it is it as sort of twisty as the series? Like, no. Or is it is that just added on on the series? I would say that's an addition to the series. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this film's good. So I didn't realise, but that uh, Westworld is basically written and produced by Christopher Nolan's brother, who uh, helped write Tenant. Tenant. So yeah, that's, that explains <laughs> the twistiness. Tenant, whatever it's called, you know, rubbish yeah. film. Awesome. Anyway, that's what I've been watching. Uh, Alice, anything you've been watching this week? Um, I've been watching lots of stuff, but um, my husband works for a film festival and is also on like boards and things, so I'm not sure if the the films that I've watched are, are finished being <laughs> under embargo. <laughs> so Which festival? I, I can say. give you the idea. I can, I can say yes um, what, what? Oh, uh, no, they're voting for their award winners <laughs> yet. So um, no, um, but a few wow. weeks. ago, a few weeks ago, I watched St. Maud, and I really liked that. Um, have I've you guys heard, seen St. Maud? I've heard mixed. I know um, Chloe, our, uh, Chloe our, uh, our friend who does um, franchise players with me, she wasn't a fan. Then one of the guys who reviews for me was actually quite a big fan. So it's <laughs> a definite mixed reviews at the moment. It's got, like, kind of carry vibes, and it's more like a psychological thriller mm. than a horror, necessarily, but the end shot just is, like incredible and has just stayed for me for weeks what's it about um it is about a young woman who was a nurse and now is working as a private nurse for a sort of hospice care in home hospice and she's recently converted to christianity and she's a fruit loop <laughs> she's not <laughs> she's a fruit loop <laughs> uh she's she's there's not there's something not right with maud <laughs> yeah and that's a horror film it's like a psychological thriller, but there's definitely elements of horror and unease and stuff. These uh, film festivals that you've got to watch the films for, mm-hmm. are they all sort of horror related or are they... No, no. Um, they're various different um, festivals and things. I'm not sure how much I'm allowed to like, say. Like Fear 5. Kind of thing. <laughs> that sounds very <laughs> like cool. Like London Film Festival. Yeah. 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 Ooh, yeah. Nice. And, and bigger. <laughs> Ooh. It's like having a film spy <laughs> tell us off podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry I can't say more. Um, Don't push yeah. for it. <laughs> if, we wow. just, uh, if we just stop the record for a second, can you then just like, spill all the secrets and we just start well, back never, up? Again. Never release it anyway. Uh, we don't even have to do that. We just say off the record. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've seen That's how it works. That's how it works, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, fine. fine. <laughs> just go, yeah. How about you, Marcus? Have you actually watched anything this week? I have. I watched uh, oh, The Boy 2. Oh, you, you actually it. watched it without us. Yeah, I did. You lot were too <laughs> slow, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, has uh, well, have any of you seen uh, the first one? Yeah, we watched it for this. <laughs> oh, yeah, we did. Well, I hope you've both seen it then. Do you know what? I was wondering the other day where I'd watched it from. Well, I've seen the first one. I cannot remember why I watched it. Yeah, I think you binned right. it as well. Did I? Oh, I was a bit shit. I don't know, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Alice, what about you? You... Um... I've not seen the boy. So now I've got two kids who are both under two and a half. So I used to like just watch anything um, and just kind of see. But now 
like my time is much more precious. Mm. So yeah. if I don't think I'm going to like something, I generally won't give it the time. Whereas like if there's something I'll want to watch, I'll have to kind of go, okay, well, I've got an hour and a free hour and a half free this evening. I'll watch it then. So I haven't yeah. seen the boy cause it didn't really look like I... my bag. I thought it was really good. I think Mark liked it as well, didn't you, Mark? I believe so. In fact, yeah. I think we all did. Yeah, I think we did all keep it in the end. Uh, it was there's a, a lot of um, it's a well planned film. There's okay. yeah, it's a good I won't go I won't, too. Really I won't spoil it for you, but I, I don't know if I like the ending or not. Still to this day, it still bothers me. Yeah, you won't like the second film then. Uh, I, again, <laughs> I won't spoil anything either. But the second film takes on a completely different twist to the first film. Oh, okay, is are they related though? Uh, they they are definitely related. Um, yeah. It's like a, it literally just carries on from the first one. So like just a a little uh... bit of time ahead. Yeah, you, you'll have to watch it. But if it, it's almost like two different directors done it, I don't know if they actually did. I probably should have looked that up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> More of a fan of the first one than I am the second. Cool. But yeah, I think it had some good creepy bits in. I think it's a good horror film. Yeah, it's not bad. It's a really yeah. one. one of the better ones we've done. Yeah, definitely give it a watch. Okay. This is when she watches it, thinks it's shit. It's like, oh, fucking hell. Those Have you heard of Manic again. Farmer? <laughs> I don't know how much we can say about it, but it was, oh, it was good. I've, oh, not, was he- I've not heard of Manic Farmer. No. Maybe not. Don't, don't, oh. man, don't. Give it a few years. Cult classic. That's what it would be. <laughs> Rex, mate, you know. Up well, there I... with uh, Hellraiser 2. Sorry. Oh, I do like Hellraiser 2. <laughs> Don't take him seriously. Niall has given many Niall awards out, and those two films both earned one. Um, I do intro. I do intro movies for Bristol Bad Film Club. Um, Ty, who runs it, often gets me to do their horror movies. Um, So, but maybe it's just like an actual bad movie, then a fun bad movie. We got. It's a fun bad movie. We we brought it up many many times on the podcast so far. We got sent a link for that one though, didn't we? I did. Like, <laughs> got special it wasn't like a mainstream for it. <laughs> Never is the ones yeah. I get. To be fair. <laughs> oh, we've seen some shit. We really have. <laughs> seen some shit. Our eyes have been through things. Yeah, sorry. Well, I made oh. it sit through climax. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was very bad. Yeah. Have you seen that, Alice? What film? Climax. Climax. No. Don't. It's a French like. <laughs> Is it French or is it Italian? I have no idea. Oh, it's French, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure it's French. It's very dancey. But it's basically an ecstasy dance film where they all fucking kill each other at the end. Cool. I spoil yeah, it. Yeah, it sounds cool. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it's not. <laughs> yeah, the do idea you, of it... Do you guys watch... I was going to say, do you guys watch any um, good horror films? <laughs> <laughs> We've seen we have a few. <laughs> We saw um, we saw Nightmare I, on Elm Street. I still recently. tell people. Oh, we did. That was good. I still well, tell people about Tigers Aren't Afraid. Yeah, that was a good one. Oh, I really like that one. Not seeing that one either. It's, it's this, is, this is going to sound like I don't watch any horror films. <laughs> have you seen that film? No. Have you seen that film? No. Have you seen that film? No. I promise you guys, I have seen a horror film. <laughs> She's lying. Horror films are the ones where the sometimes scary stuff happens. <laughs> We did them. Um, we did yeah. one br like, no. on after nine pm. <laughs> one, one br. Oh, I tell you what, terrifying. Which one did was you say time. was one good? One br. Oh, true. Yeah, it's on br. Post. That was good. 
Yeah. Oh, Host was really good, yeah. I enjoyed Host. I thought that was very creative. Yeah. Um, you know, because it was made in lockdown, they had to teach them online how to do all of their own practical effects and makeup. Yeah. So, like, all of the, like, cups falling down and stuff, um, they taught them how to kind of do that. I think that's really cool. Hmm. Yeah, cool. I follow them, like, after we watched it, I ended up on their Twitter feeds. And, like, yeah, it's it's really cool. Like, I'd quite like to talk to them, to be honest. I think that's quite interesting. I've been finishing watching Married at First Sight. Are you still on that? <laughs> is that a horror? <laughs> it, it basically is a horror, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you ever seen the programme? Uh, no, I, I'm totally aware of the concept. Yeah. It's it's mental. And there's loads of franchises of it, isn't there? There's Married at First Sight Australia, Married at First Sight America. It's just, you know, just a bizarre social experiment. It's it's it never gonna work. Never gonna work. But you want it to work, bless them. But now, yeah, it's it's uh, it's getting sad now on this on this series. There's one more episode left. Aww. It's uh, it's heartbreaking, man. It's heartbreaking. But yeah, that's what I've been watching. <laughs> Do they get? uglier towards the end of the series or why is it no, sad? No, but see, it all fell into lockdown, so they were forced to then spend time <laughs> in lockdown together. Oh my oh. god, so <laughs> this is your wife, you're meeting uh, over Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> no, well one, well one couple had to do Zoom, but they weren't getting on any, they weren't getting on anyway. Um, but then the other couple had to kind of, <laughs> were forced to live with each other through the whole of lockdown. Oh god! Imagine wow. you're getting married to somebody. I think I'd rather take the Zoom yeah, one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> At least you could be in your own house then. Jesus. Um, apart from that, I've not watched anything else. No, I've been playing Final oh. Fantasy VII Remake because I have no other spare time apart from recording and and watching Married at First Sight on the one That's day good. I have with my wife for night. Is it longer than you thought? Kind of. It was going to be. Kind of. I've changed the story way too much, but good. Yeah, it's fine. It breaks up my time between edits. So yeah. Do you play any video games, Alice? Yeah, I recently played um, What Remains of Edith Finch, and I oh, uh, love that game. It's so good. Just, yeah. Sometimes I just think about it and have a little cry. <laughs> oh, I love the visuals in that game. It's amazing. I love all the different segments and stuff. Yeah. Um, and what they did is really incredibly creative, really, really nice kind of, you know, storytelling-based game. Cool. Yeah. No, I really like that one. It's it's one you can sort of download and play in one afternoon, but then afterwards you think about it quite a lot. I've not stopped thinking about it since I played it. It's, yeah, it's 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 quite cinematic, even really. Yeah, I love the bit where it just turns into a comic book. Yeah, yeah, that um, segment is brilliant. Barbara, I think. Yeah, that, yeah. that's amazing. It's a bit like um, creep show mm. uh, kind of comics and films, isn't it? Yeah, that style. I really thought it was going to be like a proper horror game at one point. I and mean, there's, then, def- there's definitely elements of horror and then tragedy yeah. and drama. Um, cool. yeah. Good game. Yeah, very good game. Got some actual good game taste. Well, no, <laughs> that is all I've time for. Um, and we're just doing bloody good reads. We had a couple of uh, episodes the last couple of weeks. So um, some interesting authors on, should be. Well, I've just written a book about um, a cult on an allotment, which I'm quite interested in reading. So, <laughs> yeah, it's like a, they... It's, on it's an a allotment? Older lady, she's got dementia, but she witnesses a a cult killing somebody on their allotment plot. 
but because she's uh, losing her mind, they think, oh, she's just having one of the turns, so then they don't believe her. Um, but at the time, there's like, this cult activity uh, happening on this uh, mm. plot. It's really um, the author's really, really nice as well, so it was nice to chat to him. So, uh, cool. <laughs> should, we get in, should we get into this movie? Yeah. yeah. Cool, cool. Marcus, explain mayhem Hello. to us. <laughs> mayhem, right. So, imagine you're a snob who works in a really fancy office building, yes. <laughs> and all you care about is just working your way to the top. You'll lick boots to do it, that's fine. But you hate everyone around you. And uh, by doing this, you, uh, of course, have no time to spend for your love of painting or for your family. But we won't get into that. <laughs> this man decides to um, try and uh, work his way up, and it's, it's, it's going great, until uh, they use him as an escape goat to take the fall for a, uh, a case file that's gone completely tits up. Uh, he then tries to argue it, and takes it way up to the top to the the CEO who then shuts him down and they get rid of him. Uh, he gets mad uh, and as he's about to leave his stuff, all of a sudden everyone starts to uh, display effects of this uh, virus that was going around, which um, basically causes the humans, uh, human body to do things uh, immoral and uh, therefore apparently are not accountable for their actions. That it says at the beginning of the film about one guy who murdered someone in broad daylight but got away with it because it was thanks to the virus. Anyway, he's at the bottom of the floor now. Uh, they're all quarantined into this building for eight hours and he decides, you know what? I'm going to get my job back. So he fights from floor one way up to the top floor and eventually wins and uh, some for some reason gets this girl that he denied at the beginning and uh, yeah, he then loves painting at the end and paints <laughs> a lot. That was pretty coherent for you, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did I also mention that there's uh, nail guns involved and uh, that disc saw? You did not, but yeah, you have lots of lovely weapons. Stuff. <laughs> Imagine uh, Dead Rising but yes. in office form. It's pretty go. much like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. How's that for a slice of fried apple? Indeed. Um, Alice, what's your thoughts on this one? Well, uh, so um, I went. So, so just so you know, I've had a nice cup of chamomile tea to keep myself nice and calm. Um, <laughs> this is quite comfortably the worst film I've seen this year, and I watched and I watched Cars oh. two yesterday. Cars two is bad. Um, I did not like it. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm I, I, much like a lawyer. I would love to hear your cases as to why you like this movie. Um, but for me, I just I, I found it. The problem that I had with it was the script in terms of plot and dialogue. Um, it's one of the worst scripts I think I've ever heard. Um, it, it's really inconsistent with its device. So they're in lockdown for eight hours um, while the CDC pump a new neutralizing agent into the air vent, which is fine. So that's the kind of bit of the plot. But that would mean that as the eight hours goes on, people's inhibitions come back to them because otherwise they wouldn't be allowed out of quarantine. But like it seems to forget that it's set that up. 
So, like, instead of people, people shouldn't be getting more angry. People should have their inhibitions coming back to them. But I think they saw something like The Purge and was like, yeah, there's a time limit. That's really cool. Um, And then I think there's other things like I don't feel like they I think they wanted to, like, satirize office environments and corporate greed. And I just don't think it does it very well. And I don't think it utilizes the office setting in the best way possible. So, like, I was like, okay, so it's an office-based thing. We're going to see loads of cool office kills. Like, someone's going to have a photocopier, like, smash on the head and their head's going to explode. Or someone's going to be like, I'm sick of you putting my fish in the microwave and someone's going to put someone's head in the microwave <laughs> and their head's going to explode. Um, basically, there's just not enough heads exploding. <laughs> Um, I I wanted it to be office-based violence. I wanted to see people getting staplers and stapling people's eyes. You know, I I wanted there to be something about, like, the office environment that, you know, influences. And we have these two really cool weapons that are introduced at the beginning. And I was like, okay, like, this could be exciting. We've got a nail gun and, like, a table saw. And they're just not utilised. Like, the nail gun isn't really used. Someone gets, like, a bit nail gunned, but, like, there's nothing that cool about it. Like, have you seen the end of The Dentist 2? Not a good movie, but an amazing ending with a nail gun um, where he's, like, driving away and his face is, like, covered in nails and he's just, like, laughing maniacally. And then there's another bit where um, the table saws being used and someone's, you know, having it shoved into their chest cavity and I was like cool we're gonna get to see some ribs some guts maybe when in their stomach we get to see some intestines it cuts away you see no gore there's no gore in this movie there is so much blood but no gore every there are two kills that you really get to see on screen one is a nail going in someone's head and one is a screwdriver going in someone's head and that's it there's no gore where's the gore where is You're it going? me. Wow. We need to get him to direct like a saw film or something. I'd, I'd happily direct Final Destination 6. If oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I think you'd probably be quite good at that, to be fair. <laughs> but like, like, I, like I, I just don't think they... There's, there is no go on this but they just don't utilize any of the weapons like and at one point there's a bit of a fight and i was like okay there's gonna be and it's just really obvious it's rubber fire extinguishers and hammers the sound effects on <laughs> that's just really sad and and i i didn't like the characters these are not good people like i don't know why i would root for them like that like they're like we can get away with murder because we can base it on this well, then you are just getting away of murder. You've clearly got, like, capacity yeah. to make these decisions. You're just bad people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did you guys like no, about it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just absolutely in shock. <laughs> now, see, everything you've just said is true. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah. All of the things you've listed, I don't really look for those in a film. Yeah. Myself. So for me, I think this is quite a strong contender for film of the year for me. Whoa. <laughs> really? Have you but seen yeah. Cut Two? <laughs> <laughs> I actually haven't, but I might love it. 
Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's car spies. She's just been stricken from the record. All cars free. Cars free is amazing. Yeah. I've seen Cars 3 either. That one's okay. My toddler loves it. And I had the attention span of a toddler, so I loved it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh dear. What, well, what, I w- what I will say to its credits, there were two things that I liked about it, so I feel like maybe I should mention them. Yeah. Um, I thought the lead actors, um, Samara Weaving and Stephen Ewan, like looked like they had a blast. Like yeah. they really looked like they were having fun playing these roles. Um, I did not like their characters, but they, you know, they they looked like they were having a lot of fun. It's a bit like when you go and watch improv and the people doing improv are having a great time. And you're like, they look like they're having a great time. <laughs> I'm not. I'll give them a pity laugh. <laughs> um, and the other thing that I really liked about it is um, Samara Weaving's scream. She has got my favourite yeah. uh, scream ever. She sounds like an effeminate mm. Belial from Basket <laughs> Case. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> She's like, oh! <laughs> yeah, great. that was weird. Re- Really, really love her scream. Um, so those are the things I liked. <laughs> right, I'm going to stick with my guns with this one. Yeah. Because, okay, no, yeah, yeah, convince me. What, what did you like about it? Right, okay, so I really like the style. I like the fact that they were dickheads, but that was the point. Everybody who works in an office fucking hates each other for that exact reason. This was like being at work. And trust me, I used to work with Mark and Marcus. I know what it's like to want to kill your colleagues. Um, So this film just completely resonated with me. Um, (laughs) Love you too, Mark. This this film is basically a comic book film without the comic. It reminded me of Scott Pilgrim. Just not as good. Like, a lot. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it basically is... It's not as good as... Well... It, it's mm. tried. I don't think it's a carbon copy of Scott Pilgrim. I don't think that was entirely what they were going for. I thought they were sort of going for maybe, I don't know, maybe like mm. we said it was sort of like the raid. It looked like the raid, sort of mixed with Scott Pilgrim. But yeah, I like the music. I liked, I did like the actors as well. There's a slight bias there because I liked him as Glenn in Walking Dead as well. I think that is why this film is so highly rated. So this came out a year after the walk, like he um, finished The Walking Dead. It came out in 2017. So, uh, I, you know, I think that because he's such a kind of gorgeous, charismatic actor, like I think it, it gets it, the film gets away with it a lot, but it's not. <laughs> I'll let you carry on saying why you liked it. <laughs> I just liked it, okay. <laughs> I've seen so much rubbish. Don't take this away from me. <laughs> to be to be fair, I did make you watch the baby this year. The what? The baby. The baby. I've repressed that one. What one was that Remember one? Remember that. <laughs> you know, but the man baby. The adult. Oh, uh, oh god. <laughs> I do remember. That was horrible. Oh, <laughs> That was horrible. We, we, we have watched some horrid, horrid movies this year. Um, how about yeah. you, Marcus? Do you want to <laughs> fight your ground now? <laughs> um, I don't. I don't need to fight my ground. My opinion has been very much uh, proven. Uh, I did not like this film. It was okay, right? The actual concept itself, like uh, the uh, the idea, 
kind of makes sense and i feel like they they might have been able to get something good together the actors uh like some like the actual people i thought were good actors but in this film they were horrible like the the main uh lady character she was it was she was forcing her character so much the entire way through she kept trying to constantly swear and kept trying to be violent and it was like she was just doing it almost like the fan service of oh look we've got this like badass looking chick trying to be really cool and throw all these insults out it's like it just didn't match her at all and it just it felt really forced the whole way through uh the i can't remember the guy's name steven something the, the glenn derek. guy i'm calling the glenn guy derek De- his character's called <laughs> no, uh, steven guy. is it <laughs> that come from well, that's the actor's name steven ewan is, is the actor oh is it oh. okay that makes sense <laughs> oh, thanks. There you go. So, Mr. D, Derek, my man, his acting was pretty good for his character. Although, as you said earlier, Alice, uh, as they get nearer to the end of the quarantining, uh, they shouldn't show as much anger. Yeah. Um, but also, his character, I think, does show was so inconsistent from scene to scene. It, it varies wildly. I found it really disorientating. Like sometimes he was completely like compassmentous, and other times he wasn't. But like there didn't seem to be any rhyme or or reason it was just like whatever the scene needed them to be they were it and that's just really bad screenwriting he Mike. had covid and covid <laughs> made you do that <laughs> it's the most covid <laughs> he also had this virus yeah yeah that actually does make sense of how like to me his acting was kind of confusing because as you say with it almost it was like every single scene he had to play something mm. different i felt like he played what that was very yeah. well which made it kind of confusing. It's like, well, you're playing it well, but that doesn't match what you did a minute ago. And yeah, I I just really hated the woman in this. I just did not like her acting, and it ruined. I I, I felt <laughs> although I, I just... felt like she. Do you remember that monologue in Gone Girl about the cool girl? Mm. It it reminded me like someone's like I'm gonna write a cool girl, and then has just really missed the mark on it. And that trope is kind of dead anyway. That, that kind of cool girl trope, like, oh, she wears sneakers and she can handle a gun. It's just like, I don't know. I'm not into it. <laughs> I thought they were trying to do, like, a Harley like Quinn. going for a Harley Quinn yeah. she, She's got very kind of uh, Harley Quinn-esque kind of traits yeah. to her. I mean, and uh, like, all the women were horribly written. Like, they were just really two-dimensional. Everyone's quite two-dimensional in this movie. But Oh, the women were awful. <laughs> oh, I feel bad for yeah. liking it now. No. You are allowed. No, you are allowed to like what you like. Art is subjective, um, and if something chimes with you, then it chimes with you. And there's no reason to feel bad about liking this movie. Unless you like Cars. Thank 2. you. How about Cars Two? Yeah, <laughs> that is no. unacceptable. No. <laughs> No, it's okay to be wrong in your opinion. Don't worry, no. It's fine. I'm on, I'm on your side on this one. I <laughs> really enjoyed it. Yay! <laughs> yeah. Tell her, Mark. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Um, I, I really liked it. We've seen so much shit in the last year. <laughs> we quite... really have been beaten down, haven't we? <laughs> we have. that... Are you, like, are you nice sure it just movie? doesn't look... Are you sure it doesn't just look really nice and it's got very chasmatic leads in it? <laughs> Well, that doesn't make it bad. Yeah. No, but it does cover up how bad it is. Like, yeah, you know, that's how I live my life. Like it's sprinkling, um, it is like sprinkling rich. glitter on a turd. <laughs> it's a <so> shame. <laughs> 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 oh, 
I've never ever done that before. Uh, some people have got to have hobbies. Okay? There you go. Now, I, I've always said that I, I am a fan of trash movie horror. Um, and this is trash movie horror for me. I love this. It's not even horror. It's more action kind of. I was going to say, I wouldn't I wouldn't really say it was a horror film. It's an action movie with some horror elements. And, yeah. and a director that's kind of known for horror. Um, and that's, I think, why I was so disappointed. I, mean, I like best director in the world no he's not but he like not that these are good movies they're not don't seek them out but the wrong turn movies they're awful the one that he directed is the best one like it actually does have characters and motivations he does do quite a lot with subverting the genre of horror we have a final girl who ends up not being the final girl and gets killed really early on you know he's very it's very playful and stuff so i was sort of expecting (laughs) i was sort of expecting the same sort of playfulness the kind of um critique of a genre or like you know just something Uh, i don't know maybe i had i don't feel like i didn't have any expectations and i was still disappointed but he did have a cameo (laughs) <laughs> yeah. as they always do but then they, they completely cocked up Joe Lynch um, you know Adam Green we did his film Digging Up the Marrow oh, yeah, a, few, yeah. a few months back yeah they are basically a kind of actor producer directing duo and they do a lot of stuff together um, oh, okay. so he did Wrong Turn 2 I believe yeah yeah. And he yeah. did the Hatchet series uh, Frozen um not that yeah. frozen. <laughs> not that frozen. <laughs> not, not the let it go frozen, the other frozen. Like That's a very though. diverse career he's had. <laughs> Can't believe they let That's him true. do that one. <laughs> but I've never really been a huge fan of his work. I, mean, I agree, actually. Um, Wrong Turn 2 is the better of the sequels. I still think the first one's better, but at the sequels, 2 is better, Is the best one. Yeah. But I, yeah, I... You, you, I... you know, you're allowed to like it. You're allowed to like it. Your opinion is valid. You know, <laughs> there are, you know. But after what I said about Halloween, I don't know if I should. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just thought it was a fun movie. We we watched so much darker stuff. It was actually quite nice to watch something fun for a change. I thought yeah. it was quite fun. It's quite violent. It, it, to, the point is, it should be more violent. I agree. Um, compared yeah. to this, to like say the Bilko experiment. I preferred this one over the two. Um, it's kind of that kind of office block, fight your way up kind of film. Mm. Not as good as the raid, um, but as like it's it's the kind of, it's a film that wants to be the raid. Yeah, yeah. Be the raid, I mean, but at least you know. My advice would be go see the raid. <laughs> yeah, or Snowpiercer, <laughs> or Dread. What you need to do is you need to watch The Raid on one laptop and watch (laughs) Scott Pilgrim on the other one at the same time. Yeah. 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 Or just watch this film because that's a lot easier. (laughs) Yeah, you know, make up your own own opinions. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's okay, Mark. Alice clearly didn't get this highly technical film. <laughs> like yeah. it was like so deep and all that, so yeah, it's yeah. gonna be so like you just had to get the essence of Steven's character and like yeah, yeah. This is how he used to talk, talk when we worked of... together. Yeah, no. I think that was the main problem. <laughs> yeah. so, should we ask? The... I'd usually chime in with a dad joke here and should there. Do the question. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's Alice, it. keep it all busy. 
Um, I'm going to put it in the bin, set the bin on fire, and throw it out the window. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I haven't known that a long time. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I'll keep it open. I'm going to dive out of the window <laughs> and grab it out of the bin like Gandalf going after the Balrog in Lord of the Rings 2. It's going to look amazing. And well, I'm going to unbinnable it. Well, fooled you. I actually threw out Dread. Ah, Whoa. you've saved Dread. <laughs> Damn it. There's a copy of Cars 2 in here. <laughs> oh, can I right, next to, right next to Mr. Tumble and all the other stuff that I don't like. Great. Padamber in 101. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to unbinnable it because I liked it. I just did. I can't explain it. Sometimes you just like something and you can't really explain why. And yeah, uh, yeah I think I'm allowed at least one of those because usually I hate the film. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad there's something for you. It awoke something <laughs> in my heart. <laughs> and I don't know why. <laughs> Welcome to the world of trash. <laughs> Marcus, keep yeah. your opinion. I'm... Uh gonna bid it not as violently as that <laughs> as an action film it's uh, <laughs> as an action film it, it, it's a good film and mm. it's fun but there's just it's just not horror it's you, really you just tell that horror. to shudder so for that you was on shudder damn it <laughs> yeah write one of your letters i've seen some weird things with shudder. Yeah, shudder. <laughs> but <laughs> they never i never get replied to them cool. so there's a bin it yeah <laughs> yeah that was a whack yeah. it whack it in the old bin or recycling, actually. Let's cool. get something better. Come on. And I'm. Can we have that as an option? Recycling. Well, you... What would that mean? Yeah. Use that's... it as a coaster. <laughs> I suppose it's more <laughs> economical. Yeah, I suppose. You know. <laughs> turn it into a baby mobile. Cover wow. off the bits with or blood. A pizza <laughs> Make more copies of cars too. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to keep it. I really enjoyed it. Um, anyway. I'm not going to. Be bullied into not liking. <laughs> I really like. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not bullying anyone. I'm not bullying anyone. You're very, you know. I think it's great that everyone has different tastes. If everyone had no. the same taste, the world would be boring. To be fair, it, it is uh, divided down the middle. So uh, that's, that's quite quite a good way to do it. So at least it's divided down the middle. Two against two, four. So. I feel attacked. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Now I feel terrible. <laughs> oh, don't. I don't. We, we, we attack them most of, the day, most of the time anyway, so it's fine. Although, just just know this. If I was actually attacking you, I would be, you know, throwing a photocopier and trying to squish your head. So I'm not doing that. So I'm not, you know, I'm not attacking you. Or exploding your head. <laughs> that does worry me, to be fair. Considering yeah. <laughs> that you work in a, in a building with that stuff, Nile, I'll worry a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to have to lock the doors now. <laughs> and I work in a tool shop, so... That's a good point, you know. actually. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. That's quite Lots scary. of good kills in our, our shops, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, <laughs> so uh, that is it then. So I'm sorry for the choices this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, my pick, no, no. no, you could get by the choice. <laughs> hey, usually they're much, much worse. Like That's what? all I can say. Like all of them, he's not wrong. Hey. Like the baby one you brought up. Look, I was told. I actually that, physically. That I was told I was going to. I actually victim. physically made my brain forget that I had watched that. <laughs> it was. It was, it was paired with, you know, Hell House LLC. <gasps> that 
It's the best okay, film series ever. Oh, yeah. How do you feel about Hell House? I have not seen Hell House. Okay, don't. Because I feel like you'll ruin it for me and I don't want you to. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I think it is? I think it's just that I'm incredibly old and all the films, all the horror films that I like are now like outdated and pastiche and that there's a new wave of horror films. It's just not, you know, See, catered to an old person like myself. This is how I feel <laughs> every time you guys slag off my choices. It's 80s, damn it. I like the 80s. Me too. I hate the 80s. I like the 70s as well. 70s, 70s horror is mad. 70s is We've had some okay 70s ones, I think. Right. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> should we close this off? <laughs> cool. Uh, Alice, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Uh, again, sorry for all the technical issues. And thank you for having me. Um, I'm sorry if I have ruined anything for you that's all right yeah we're not going to do this podcast anymore it's too much <laughs> he's quit now he's quit <laughs> yeah right, he'll get over it no. i'll take it anymore we're only playing it's fine it's fine um yeah is it um yeah. where can people find you and what are you up to next um so hopefully stand up's gonna start again and i'll be able to be on stages soon but in the meantime you can find me on uh twitter at alice taylor m um and do jokes and stuff marcus uh, likes jokes, yeah. marcus? <laughs> i do like a good old cracking joke <laughs> Thanks again to Alice for uh, joining us here on the podcast. Uh, go follow her over on Twitter. Um, guys, next week is my choices. We've actually got two newish films. Uh, some actually coming out just as this podcast is being released. So uh, uh, we have got the Spanish horror ropes and we have got the amazing looking relics straight from the uh, the uh, London Film Festival uh, being released on the 15th of November so should be around the time this one goes out two really cool films I'm quite excited about this so thank you to um, all the companies who sent this to us we have to say goodbye unfortunately we can't make this another four days um, so yes we'll be doing Ropes and we'll be doing Relic in the next episode um, very excited to watch the ones so as always I've been your host, Mark Goddard. You can catch me over on Twitter at SnakeBoatHorror uh, and Instagram at SnakeBoatHorror. Uh, you can see if you want to catch the boys, by all means, they're on our uh, they're on our search page. Um, also, catch me every week on the Bloody Good Reads podcast. Um, when this episode goes out, we'll be doing the James Brogan uh, episode, so I'm very excited about that one. It's a very great episode. He's a really, really good guy to talk to. Uh, and hopefully by the time this is out, we will finally bloody start Franchise Players Podcast. Again, we keep saying this. It will be done. I do promise you. So, um, as always, as always, I have been your host, Pike Goddard, and I have been joined, as always, by Nile Whitlock. <laughs> Bye from Marcus. <laughs>